Welcome, I'm Cliff Hedges. This is Pastor Cliff's Notes. It's the podcast where we're studying the Bible. We're working our way through the book of Galatians. Today is episode 348. We're looking at Galatians chapter 4, verses 21 through 31. Let's read our passage. Tell me, you who want to be under the law, don't you hear the law? For it is written that Abraham had two sons, one by a slave and the other by a free woman. But the one by the slave was born as a result of the flesh, while the one by the free woman was born through promise. These things are being taken figuratively, for the women represent two covenants. One is from Mount Sinai and bears children into slavery. This is Hagar. Now Hagar represents Mount Sinai in Arabia and corresponds to the present Jerusalem, for she is in slavery with her children. But the Jerusalem above is free, and she is our mother. For it is written, Rejoice, childless woman, unable to give birth, burst into song and shout. You who are not in labor, for the children of the desolate woman will be many, more numerous than those of the woman who has a husband. Now you too, brothers and sisters, like Isaac, are children of promise. But just as then the child born as a result of the flesh persecuted the one born as a result of the Spirit, so also now. But what does the Scripture say? Drive out the slave and her son, for the son of the slave will never be a co-heir with the son of the free woman. Therefore, brothers and sisters, we are not children of a slave, but of the free woman. Well, Paul has been arguing for justification by faith alone and nothing else. The problem is that there's these Judaizers, a bunch of Jewish Christians who are in Galatia and telling people that they must become Jews in order to become Christians, that Jesus is the Messiah, but Jesus is the Messiah for the Jews. And so in order to be a follower of Christ, you have to become a Jew. Paul's arguing, no, that the Mosaic law that is Judaism, was there for a period of time for a specific purpose, but that's not the permanent promise. The permanent promise is the promise from Abraham, a promise of justification by faith. So do not fall back into bondage of legalism, of trying to follow the Jewish laws. And so here we pick it up in verse 21. He says, Tell me, you who want to be under the law, don't you hear the law? Now, so he's, he's challenging them because the many of them are falling into this. They're falling into the trap that they must become Jews. They must follow the Jewish customs. They must follow the Jewish laws. They must be circumcised. And so he's saying, hey, hey, you guys, if you want to be under the law, why don't you hear the law? Now, he's using law actually in two different ways here. Under the law, he's referring to the Mosaic law, the law given to Moses on Mount Sinai in Exodus. He says, that's what you want to be under. Well, why don't you hear the law? And by law, in this second instance, he's referring to the word of God that is the Old Testament. So he says, well, if you want to be under the law, why don't you look at what the Bible actually says instead of just focusing on this one little segment of it. And so... You want to be under the Mosaic Law? Well, listen to what the Old Testament says. Listen to the Bible, the Word of God. Verse 22, For it is written that Abraham had two sons, 
one by a slave and the other by a free woman. He's going back to his argument about Abraham. He's been talking about Abraham all along because Abraham occurs before the law. Abraham lived 400 and some years before Moses. And the promise to Abraham was not changed by the covenant given to Moses on Mount Sinai. So he's going back to Abraham again of this is the promise. The promise given to Abraham that all people would be blessed by the seed of Abraham. And all people meaning not just those who are physical descendants of Abraham. All people means all people. So Abraham had two sons, one by slave, the other by a free woman. Well, if you remember the story of Abraham back in Genesis, Abraham has a wife, Sarah, and they are childless, and they are old. But God comes and promises to Abraham. This is part of the promise. No, Abraham, you will have children. And your children will have many descendants, uh, many as stars in the sky. And in your descendants, all people will be blessed. And Abraham believed God, and it was credited to him for righteousness. Well, Sarah got a little antsy there and said, this seems to be taking too long it didn't happen immediately and so she has her slave Hagar have relations with Abraham and so she then conceives and has a child and his name is Ishmael so Ishmael is the child born to the slave woman child born to Hagar and Ishmael descendants become what we know the Arabs then eventually Sarah actually conceives and has a child, Isaac. So Isaac is the son of the free woman, Sarah. Ishmael is the son of the slave woman, Hagar. And the descendants of Isaac are the Hebrew people. And then the Hebrew people are divided after the uh, uh, destruction of the nation of Israel. And you're left with the Jews, the, the southern kingdom primarily the tribe of Judah, hence they shift from being known as the Hebrews to being known as the Jews. There it is, the descendants of Isaac, the son of the free woman. Verse 23 says, But the one by the slave was born as a result of the flesh, while the one by the free woman was born through promise. And this is born of the flesh, meaning this was their own doing. Sarah got tired of waiting for God to act, so she took matters into her own hand and had Hagar go to Abraham and then have the child, Ishmael. That was of the flesh, of their own doing, where Sarah, her child, Isaac, came about as a miraculous act of God from the promise that God had given. Now, verse 24, this is interesting here. Paul says, these things are being taken figuratively. For the women represent two covenants. One is for Mount Sinai and bears children in the slavery. This is Hagar. So he says, these things are being taken figuratively. Now, the word figuratively here is uh, the Greek word allegorio, which means allegory. So he is taking this figuratively. They go, why is he doing this? I just have to go with he's being led by the Holy Spirit to, to bring this out to the, the people of 
Galatia. But he says, okay, you got these two women. These two women who have these two sons of Abraham. The slave woman, Hagar. The free woman, Sarah. And he's now going to bring an allegory to play out of this. For the women represent the two covenants. And the first one, Mount Sinai, bears children into slavery. This is Hagar. So Mount Sinai, that's where Moses met God and received the law, the Mosaic law, the Mosaic covenant. And he says that's representative of Hagar, the slave woman. Verse 25, now Hagar represents Mount Sinai in Arabia and corresponds to the present Jerusalem, for she is in slavery with her children. Okay, so interesting, Mount Sinai in Arabia Hagar, son, Ishmael, children are there. They're sent off into Arabia, and uh, his descendants are the Arabs. So Mount Sinai is in Arabia, where the Arabs are. But he corresponds at the present Jerusalem, because Jerusalem is the center of Judaism. Judaism is those who are following the Mosaic Covenant. And he says in verse 26, But the Jerusalem above is free, and she is our mother. So the Jerusalem above, he's referring to heaven there, being citizens of heaven. Now, what he's doing here is he's using the imagery of Hagar and Sarah. Hagar is the slave woman who, by their own manipulations of the flesh, has a child, Ishmael, who then is the ancestor to the Arabs. And the free woman, Sarah, the wife of Abraham, who by an act of God has Isaac, and his descendants are the Jewish people, the lineage leading to Christ, the chosen people of God. And he says, now the slave line, that corresponds to present Jerusalem she's in slavery with her children. Now remember, he's been talking about Judaism as a form of slavery, bondage. You're in bondage to Judaism because you have to follow the law. And it is a matter of the flesh because you're having to do things on your own. So you're having to perform, having to measure up. You're having to do it all yourself in the flesh. Whereas the the free line of Isaac that corresponds to citizenry in heaven. And he quotes here in, in verse 27, he says, For it is written, and he quotes Isaiah 54, verse 1. And since he's been talking about will, women and their offspring, he says, Rejoice, childless woman unable to give birth. Burst into song and shout, you who are not in labor, for the children of the desolate woman will be many, more numerous than those of the woman who has a husband. All right, the imagery here is the, the childless woman is Sarah, who actually has the child initially. It's the slave woman, Hagar. But that all gets turned around by God, and Sarah has a child, and then many descendants because of that, because of the act of God, and are able to then celebrate, and has many children who outnumber the others. And the imagery here, the... Paul's bringing is that the Christian 
spiritual descendants of Abraham outnumber the physical descendants of Abraham. There will be more Christians than Jews. And and that's the, the point he's bringing here out of Isaiah 54, verse 1. Now he's going to bring it down to the, the people of Galatia. Verse 28. Now you two, brothers and sisters, like Isaac, are children of a promise. But just as then the child born of the result of the flesh persecuted the one born as a result of the spirit, so also now. So now he's saying, you guys, you Galatians, you followers of Christ, you Christians, you are like the descendants of Isaac. You are like Isaac, free. But you're being persecuted by these children of the slave, by Ishmael and his descendants. Because there was persecution throughout the Old Testament from Ishmael's descendants, always at odds with the descendants of Isaac. And that's what it is now. These Judaizers, who are the slave descendants in bondage to Judaism, are persecuting you, who are children of the free lineage, followers of Christ. Verse 30. But what does the scripture say? Drive out the slave and her son, for the son of the slave will never be co-heir with the son of the free woman. This is looking back to Genesis 21, verse 10, where Sarah demands that Abraham drive Hagar and Ishmael away from them. His point here is, you can't be co-heirs. It doesn't work. You can't have legal bondage and freedom together. They can't coexist. So verse 31, therefore, brothers and sisters, we are not children of the slave, but of the free woman. Now, through this always been going back to Abraham, that the promise given to Abraham, that's the promise the Gentiles look to, not the covenant with Moses on Mount Sinai. That was given for the the Hebrews for a period of time in order to, as we talked about the purpose of the law a few times back, to, to show their sinfulness, to show their inability to follow the law, to show their inability to take care of their own salvation to show their need for a savior. All that was the purpose of the law. The way of salvation always was faith. And the one we look to for that is Abraham. Abraham believed God and it was credited to him for righteousness. So his challenge, he's he's saying, okay, you want to do some Old Testament? Let's do some Old Testament. You want to be under the law? Let's hear the law. Let's hear what the Bible says about this. Let's look at Abraham and the two sons. Abraham had more sons, but these are the the first two, the ones that we really focus on. And do you want to be in bondage, in slavery, a result of the flesh of works? Or do you want to be free, a citizen of heaven? Thanks for joining me. Join me again next time as we continue working through the book of Galatians.